0: to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. Happy New Year to you. It is... 2022 and I have just started back at work after a much needed extended holiday. I hope you've had a great start to 2022 and you have some awesome board goals that you're hoping to achieve this year. And of course, I hope that the information that I share here on the Board Shorts podcast and through my website help you along that board journey. I'm glad to be back and to be recording a new season of the Board Shorts podcast. Um, To give you a bit of heads up as to how this is going to work this year, uh, the podcast is actually going to be split across two seasons this year. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break from probably around mid-June to mid to late July. So that will help to uh, break up my schedule, give me a nice break in the middle of the year, which I hope you're taking an opportunity to do that as well. um, And that I can consistently then bring you some really valuable information and uh, a valuable resource to help you with your board goals on your board journey. So I'm kicking off this year, this 2022, with a focus on future proofing. So future-proofing ourselves and future-proofing our organisations. And I use the term future-proofing to apply sort of to the basket of activities that we do as board members to ensure the long-term continued success of our organisations and of ourselves as board members. And these include things like continuous learning and personal growth, risk management, innovation, and sustainability. And I think future-proofing is a nice term that sounds better than all of those on their own. (laughs) So I'll be sharing my thoughts and ideas on these topics uh, through my website, getonboardaustralia.com.au, In my free facebook community board talk and if you're not a member uh, i really encourage you to jump on and do that and join us in that community there and of course here on the podcast so this episode today is going to be all about future proofing yourself and i'll be sharing a method on how you can do that in the context of a board career Before I get into it, I think we have to take a little bit of a step back. In episode 32, where I talk about not quitting your day job, (laughs) I talk about how I'm often asked by people, uh, aspiring board members, recent board members, what they can do to help themselves Uh, to either land their first board role or build out their board portfolio? What is that one thing that they need to do to position themselves as someone who is perceived as attractive and valuable to a board? Now, there's not one good answer because everyone is different. Every board is different and every board opportunity on a board is different and has different requirements. So naturally I heavily advocate for investing in building, nurturing and leveraging your network. Um, That's essential for anyone in any role at any time. With boards they operate on a network economy. That's just the way it is. Uh, I don't see that significantly changing. So it's a worthwhile investment to make just for that, as well as a whole range of other reasons. (laughs) But for your board career, your network is going to be really valuable. Secondly, after that, you've heard me say it before, probably, or read it on my website, that I always recommend that you be really, really good at your day job, whatever that is. Uh, It's what Cal Newport, the author, refers to as being so good you can't be ignored. Your expertise is generally going to be the primary reason why you will be attractive to boards in the first place, particularly at the beginning of your board career then once you've established yourself as we'll call it a professional board member, if you are so good at that, you can't be ignored, then that will become your area of expertise and that will be valuable. So me telling you be so good, you can't be ignored is really only providing you a little bit of guidance. It doesn't sort of give you a framework to apply, where you can actually put some concerted effort behind doing some things. Um, And it's virtually impossible to know today what specific skill set or skill sets you will need tomorrow. It's hard to know exactly what we should be doing or learning in order to future-proof us for tomorrow? And I mean specific things. Does it make sense to learn how to use a spreadsheet? Those sort of things, of course, it's useful, it's very handy, but is that going to be what's going to future-proof us? We can't be so specific. So I have done some reading And I have a bit of an evolution of my blanket recommendation to become so good you can't be ignored. Um, And a lot of this is based on Kevin Ruse's book, naturally, called Future Proof. And he shares nine rules for humans in the age of automation. And his first rule, I feel provides us with a very useful framework to focus our actions and activities with the desire to become valuable for the boardroom now and into the future. And it's a framework that is applicable into any job or any role, including a board member, at any time. And his first rule in his book, Future Proof, is be surprising, social, and scarce. And really these are guiding principles when you ask yourself, what do I need to work on to become valuable in the boardroom and even at work? So what do these mean? What does it mean be surprising, social, and scarce? So I'm going to talk through each of these as I see them applying to a board career. And that's whether you're on a board now or whether you're wanting to get onto a board into the future. So let's let's tackle be surprising first. Now, Kevin Rue shares in his book that AI or artificial intelligence uh, or technology, we can sort of bucket term there, is better than humans are operating in a stable environment with static, well-defined rules and consistent inputs. That is precisely the environment that businesses do not operate in. And this is why we tend to have older people in the boardroom. They have experience in dealing with a wide range of situations and successfully, hopefully, (laughs) leading through those. And this is valuable knowledge for the boardroom. So, We have the ability as humans to take a whole range of uh, seemingly disparate experiences and uh, knowledge and throw them together and mix them up and come up with novel solutions to problems, challenges, situations that we're facing, not just individually, but also as an organisation. So if you're thinking about it from a board perspective, having that expertise in the boardroom is very valuable. And that's how you can be surprising, is taking all these things together, mixing them up, and coming up with novel solutions. So with that in mind, there are a couple things that we can take from this sort of first rule or first sub rule that Kevin Roos shares in his book. And for your professional career, one idea, suggestion, recommendation is for you to gain experience in a setting, whether it's a team or on your own, where you're having to manage a wide range of variables that come at you. Um, If you're part of a team, if you can lead that team, that's further advantage to you because it it does bring in that extra element that you'll need to to manage, that extra variable. And work at doing what you need to do with that team uh, in that situation and get experience with successes and failures because they both provide really useful learnings and use the knowledge that you gain from those various experiences to inform your future decisions and actions and find novel ways to connect the dots there. Also with your professional career, so we'll call your day job, as much as possible, move away from tasks that are very structured and highly repetitive they're the ones that are going to be automated um, or shifted to junior team members. If your job can be easily taught to someone else, then you're at risk of becoming obsolete. So with your professional career, find opportunities to work or lead through uh, projects or situations where there's a whole range of variables that you have to manage. Secondly, if you're ready to get on a board, if you're joining a board, work at finding boards that have board members with a wide mix of experiences, a a, a great um, array of past professional experiences that these people have had. We know that great boards have a powerful blend of individuals who bring different experiences and perspectives that in combination create a, a sum that is much stronger than its individual parts and even less experienced board members add value. So if that's you who's someone who's never been on a board, you have the ability to bring a contemporary perspective and you can pressure test those tried and true solutions offered by the experienced board members. And you really get to challenge that, oh, well, that didn't work in the past when we tried it, 10 years ago kind of mindset. You can challenge that. So these broad experiences will enable you to connect the dots between seemingly disparate events that can really illuminate novel ways and solutions to the challenges, not just facing you, but facing your board and facing your organization. And developing that ability is how you can be how you truly can be surprising. The next one is around being social. So I've talked about networking and I think it fits really nicely in this. Um, If anything, human connection has become more vital as technology has become more omnipresent. Do you feel that? Because I find that the more immersed that I become in social media, the more disconnected and anxious I become. I actually don't feel like it makes me feel social or connected very much. As humans, we have social needs, and humans, it turns out, are better at meeting those needs in other humans than robots algorithms, or artificial intelligence are. So the value and benefits of being social and human has not diminished. Connecting with others and having meaningful interactions is a skill to develop that is going to return you extraordinary value. And I think it's one of the most readily available parts of ourselves that we can start working on immediately, and if you've heard of the term EQ or emotional intelligence, uh, I think this really speaks highly to it, and it is, from my experience, such a critical skill for the boardroom and if you've uh, been hanging around this podcast or the Get On Board Australia website for any time, you would have seen me say many times that it is the people things that will trip up even the most sophisticated, intelligent board members and boards. So it is essential to, to mix raw intelligence so IQ, we normally refer to it as, with EQ, with emotional intelligence. And having a really robust blend of the two is going to return you dividends. So here's a few things to consider integrating um, into your professional development, into your personal development, to bring in this be social thing that Kevin Roos talks about. Um, So in your professional career, Work with as many people as possible. If you can have a team that works across departments or across levels within the organisation, that's really valuable. Connect with your co-workers and, of course, other people in your life beyond the superficial. And if you can lead a work team that's further really valuable experience for you to gain. You really want to get to know your teammates and their motivations, of course, on an appropriate level. But how can you help them be their best and have them wanting to do great work for you as their leader or for the organization? And that is a great skill to develop. That is going to help you Uh, immensely in the boardroom as well. At any stage of your board career, continue to develop your EQ. Your raw intelligence is only going to get you so far in life. As leaders, we accomplish more working with and through others and effectively working with and through others relies Heavily on us having high levels of emotional intelligence, and thirdly, which I'm going to sound like a broken record, is to build and maintain a strong, that's authentic and genuine, personal and professional network. It is the best return on investment on any investment you make, time and money, etc. It is worth doing. I have a ton of articles on my website. You can jump on to getonboardaustralia.com.au and use the search bar, type in networking, and you'll get a whole bunch of stuff like that where you'll also receive uh, the podcast episodes that cover networking as well. So thirdly, we want to talk about being scarce. And This is really where you want to strengthen your strengths and where the be so good you can't be ignored uh, axiom really comes to life. And um, in reading Kevin Ruse's book, what I gain from it is to think about adopting an artisan's approach to your work, to your profession, whatever that is. Find something that you're good at and work at becoming the best in the world at it. Competence and expertise are valuable and scarce resources. So if you work on becoming the best in your craft, there will be a place that will see it as high value, that will be attracted to that skill set. Really simply, I recommend finding ways and opportunities for you to hone your craft, to sharpen the axe, whether it's marketing, tax accounting, space law, <laughs> leading people, is it sales, is it governance, whatever it is, work at becoming the best in the world at it. And you can define what best in the world means, because there may not be anyone doing it to that level as yet. If there are people who you really admire and look up to in your profession, in your vocation, use that as inspiration. Otherwise, what do you think? If if someone was the best um, space law expert out there, what would they be doing? Or what what, are, what is everyone not doing that they should do that would really benefit this? How can you make yourself and your skill set and your expertise scarce? What can you do that no other tax accountant is doing or can do? Do that thing. What can you do that no other marketer is doing or can do? Do that thing? What can you do that no other salesperson is doing or can do? Do that thing. So I hope that this has provided a useful elaboration on what I shared in episode 32, Don't Quit Your Day Job, and gives you a more useful and sort of timeless approach to building career capital, which is another Cal Newport term. Uh, regardless of what role you find yourself in, and see if you can set yourself some goals about how you can be surprising, social, and scarce in your life, not just professionally, but maybe in those other roles that you play as well. To be continually successful into the future, I believe that we need to constantly work on maintaining relevance, or what I'm going to refer to as future proofing ourselves. It's difficult to know precisely what will be needed in the future. However, Kevin Ruse's rules that he shares in his book really provide a human centered framework about how we can future proof ourselves and our organizations going forward. Now, I've shared about his first rule here in today's episode, but his other eight rules I feel really work to support the work that you will do to be surprising, social, and scarce. So I highly recommend reading his book. And if you're looking for the link, I've got it in the show notes of this episode. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favorite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. The BoardShorts Podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.